0: Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo and Shield in the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell, shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill. It's time to get ill with some. birds with friends The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some. Bo and Shield party. Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings You can't
1: live up to expectations, so just do your (laughs) best. That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors (laughs) (laughs) Just go with what you saw today, change your opinion daily Yeah, I'm all about that for You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right No one will remember, no one's
0: listening Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends It has been some time But we are back, and we are back together, Bo Wolf and Shilkapatia, here in Shields Hotel Room. Room number, I won't give it, in Indianapolis, the home of conventions, the place that is uh, born and exists only to be uh, hosting conventions. But we are here, a big news day for the Eagles. Howie Roseman announces that the Eagles will let Nick Foles go. Uh, as Shield predicted, so you can take that victory lap. We will talk about everything we heard from Howie and Doug over the course of today at the scouting combine, what what they said and what we think they meant. But before we do that, we do have to deal. With, we've got a lot of things to get to. You know, we're going to talk Jeopardy tomorrow. We're gonna we're going to talk about uh, you know maybe we'll dip our toe into the Robert Kraft stuff. But the big news in Birds with Friends Nation, of course. Coach Flynn, Mm. goodbye Wildcats, hello Tigers. New Princeton wide receivers coach, how about that? How about it? A prolific offense, who knew?
1: Leading points in the nation, right? It's, uh, It's very exciting news. Congratulations to Coach Flynn, his family. He's underway with the Princeton Tigers, the new official college football
0: team. Of Birds with Friends.
1: Of Birds with Friends.
0: Well, we're going to do a little cold call here. We're going to give him a call and see if he has any, any message for Birds with Friends Nation.
1: This is the definition of Bobo, by the way. Bo is calling on his uh, phone and putting his microphone up to it.
0: Oh, Coach, you're on. What's up, man? Oh, awesome. <laughs> Come on, guys. How are you? I'm great. We want to know uh, what, what you have to say to, to Birds with Friends Nation about, uh, about the big change. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, man.
2: I just this, this is my first week uh, at Princeton, so you know, scrambling around, learning the offense, and, and the new players, and just got done with the workout, which was a lot of fun. Got to go in the field with them for the first time, uh, so it's been it's been good for me. It's been a little bit of drinking from the fire hose uh, from being in somewhere new for the first time in 14 years. You know, learning all the players'
1: names and finding out where I'm going on campus, but it's been great. It's been awesome. Now, during the interview process, how important do you think it was to the uh, the coaching staff there, the powers that be, that you had really built your brand with birds, with friends, with your drawings on the athletic? I mean, was that the first question or the second question that they asked you during the interview process? You know, I think one of the one of the pass plays and the first one was mesh wheel. Oh yeah, baby. The official pass play of Birds with Friends. There was some synergy there and then I know our tight ends coach at Princeton, Mike Willis, uh, was very excited that he got a follow from Shield. He thought that me being hired built his brand <laughs> that national media was now following him. So I think it I think it has, you know, given me a little more cred uh, than I may have had before. Well, I've always said that Mike Willis is the official tight ends coach mm. of Birds with Friends. So. <laughs> you just, and I'm telling
0: you what, he will not let you down. Very nice. Coach, I want to know, it's been, uh, you know, it's still the first week. How much smarter do you feel? Yeah, you know what, it's kind of the opposite. I mean, <laughs> when, I, when I meet with the
2: players, and they've been great, because they really all know the offense better than me. Um, but, you know, there's a guy in there who might be a road scholar, um you know they're uh, they're a really serious, hard working group of guys. So I think on the outside, like I am, I am being
0: perceived as smarter than I was. Mm-hmm. You know, by like family and friends. Uh, but yeah, kind of every day, I'll you know I'll go to wide receiver meeting room, and I'm like, man, I'm kind of the dumbest guy in this room right now. <laughs> do you have? Are you are you have you joined a dinner club yet? No, but I, I do know what that is. That took <laughs> me a little while to figure that out.
2: Um, apparently, that's, Scott Fitzgerald was a member of one of them. From what I've been told. Okay. Uh, so, but it's a, it's a really neat place, man. It's been great. Again, it's the younger staff on offense. Uh, I'm I'm the oldest guy by a decent amount, which is is a good deal. They're all super smart. They're all very helpful. Uh, you know, they look. These guys. Are the offense coordinator left and went to Oklahoma State, but these guys on the offensive side, you know, they're they're the bulk of the staff that left FCS in scoring last year. We scored 47 points a game, so. It's been a blast for me to, to you know learn the offense and go somewhere new and you know kind of have to teach myself the formations and the signals and who's playing what positions and we do some really neat stuff that I haven't done before in my career in terms of how we line up and how we call plays and some of
1: the schemes where it's, it's been a really good experience for me. Well, congratulations to you, to your family. Princeton got a a good one, and we are excited to throw the full support. Of Birds with Friends. You know, that we have a couple pen listeners out there, so yeah, they might be excluded, but most of the weight behind Birds with Friends out there, uh, behind the Princeton football team, and we look forward to getting more updates from you and chatting in the very near future. And it's a nice thing, I didn't have to move, so I'm still <laughs> within driving
0: distance of all Philadelphia meetups. And my I will be perfect attendance of those for sure. That's fantastic. We're 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 all very excited. Congratulations, Coach. Thanks, hey, guys. Great talking you, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks, okay. coach. All right.
1: Fantastic. Exciting. What is a dinner club?
0: That's like I think that's their their frats, but they're you know they're much hoity toityer and they got to oh. wear like jackets and stuff. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know the whole deal. Maybe a khaki pants. We'll have to get uh, we'll have to get Bounty Ball on to explain. It. Okay. All right. So let's get to uh, what we are here for uh, in Indianapolis. Your your first time in a while at the scouting combine, and uh, only my second time after last year. And so, uh, why don't you? Why don't you? I know you like to set the scene. Paint I don't the picture.
1: like. What do you think? I like to set the scene. I That's think part you do. of the job. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, it it is an interesting scene, and and I can see why the NFL community and sports writers love this place because. <laughs> Everything's connected. There's like 25 <laughs> hotels, a convention center. You don't have to walk outside. Oh, right,
0: like a Starbucks on every floor, Star- and you don't have to yeah. breathe fresh air. What more? And and like you know, some free snacks. What more could uh, well, a sports writer want? Well, also
1: like steakhouses everywhere and mm. chain restaurants, and so uh, yeah, the football world just loves this place. I mean, I don't know what the like indianapolis tourism board or whatever they better they should have big names from the nfl really pumping up their city because i don't think anyone would love it uh, more than them but it is interesting because you walk down the street you know we walked down the street and bruce arians was passing us it looked like he was uh, lost he did look a little <laughs> lost <laughs> he was passing us on the sidewalk uh we saw dan marino come out of like a, a hotel as we were walking by and uh Man, you were really, you were so on face. I'm like, yeah, I know it's old him. I was I was like, what? I was like, do you see who that was? You're like, Dan Marino. So I I'm not a, get,
0: I see I am supposed to get excited about Dan Marino? I, I don't
1: know. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, perhaps. I mean, he's walking. no Nate Sunfield. Okay. Uh he was walking by, so I I passed Doug Peterson, when I was not with you recently. Oh, really? Where were you? He was in uh he was in the hallway with his uh somebody and uh I walked by him. <laughs> And uh, said hello. I don't know what that means. Uh, nothing. Of this hotel, everything is a hallway. Yeah. No, I was working down. I was working at. the Oh, you went uh, somewhere else to work. Yeah. I, I found a little table at the uh, J W Marriott, uh, the second floor outside. The oh, Starbucks. you wanted to do? You
0: wanted to do a little people watching yeah, as you worked. Saw a lot. I of, respect that. A lot of my old Seahawks friends wanted, walking. You to, uh, and you wanted to make people think that you were you were uh, big time enough to be staying at the J W.
1: No, they know. Okay, I, yeah, okay. no, they know I wasn't uh, I wasn't doing that. You know, I think Doug might have liked me to go in for the uh handshake, but he was like in mid conversation mm. with somebody, so you know, just just said hello. Okay, I respect okay. that. Uh, so yeah, so the, that is the scene here. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who we've uh, missed who we should be I mean, you just see it. it, it yeah, I, mean, I saw it's your boy who's Je- who's, your you know, boy John Shefters, Elway walked the... right by me. Oh, yeah. yeah, Adam Schefter had that unbelievable move, so you have to go through the uh, security thing to get into the press conference, and he was on the phone as he entered, and so he, he got to the little, what do you call that, kiosk? The metal detector. Metal detector, okay, whatever. Uh, put his phone down, walked through, picked his phone up, and resumed his conversation. I thought that was outstanding. I wish we could have got that on video. It
0: was nice. I okay. think I've probably done that before.
1: What a brag! What a, what a weird type I'm of brag. I'm just saying, you know, Schefter and I were basically the same. It's <laughs> the
0: weirdest brag I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not the. I've never thing I've done ever that seen.
1: before. When I'm approaching that metal detector, I'm getting ready. Everything's off. I'm not fiddling around. Got to be efficient. So that is the scene here. We spoke to. Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman, at one point it was more of a press conference setting. Then they were off to the side, and the local media got them for a little bit longer. No, well, I I was going to say no bombshells, but it was a pretty significant piece of news with the Nick Foles thing. So,
0: uh, yeah, that's the scene, and I'm sure we have a lot of those little nuggets to get to here. And so, yeah, it's this this, uh, enormous sort of like airplane hangar type conference room thing set up. And there's like five podiums, and it's basically all the GMs and coaches, and there's usually two or three of them talking at a time. But uh, we got Howie first, and he, he came out and said, you know, despite the, some of the reports to the contrary, we are not going to place the franchise tag on Nick Foles. We're going to let him uh, hit free agency. We sort of think we owe it to him uh, at this point. And uh, credit to you because as uh, people all over are saying, oh, the Eagles are doing right by Nick Foles, you you rightly, uh, you had your your righteous indignation. You said this is ridiculous. They're doing what's best for them. They found out that they couldn't get a trade, which I I think we both think is obvious. Yeah. Uh, But why don't you explain why that was uh, getting your goat?
1: Well, if you're not subscribing to the Athletic Philadelphia, if you're one of these... uh is it called a freeloader? Is that what? Mm-hmm. Is that, okay, a freeloader. You called your shot here. No, just listens to the podcast. I mean, the Athletic Philadelphia, I, I feel like, has been all over this situation from the beginning of the off season until now. As reports surfaced that the you know the Eagles gave out this threat of the franchise tag, and I, I think we told you all along that they were only going to use that franchise tag if they had a trade in place, and they obviously looked to trade Nick Foles. That were uh, Broncos reporter, I believe, and some other Broncos reporters said that the Broncos kicked the tires on a Nick Foles trade before they decided to acquire Joe Flacco. And my opinion, the biggest challenge that the Eagles had was convincing the Jaguars that there was another team in the bidding and that they might lose out on Nick Foles if they don't trade for him. So credit to the Jaguars for being smart enough to see uh, through that bluff. I believe, and so the Eagles were not able to find a suitor. So yeah, there's. It sounds
0: like once Flacco was dealt, this was over.
1: I think so. Yeah, there's. You know, so this idea that the Eagles just woke up this morning and said, "You know (laughs) what? Nick Foles won us a Super Bowl, and it's been a great Eagle. Let's just send him out there and be a free agent. Forget all this trade stuff. We don't need." No, that is not what happened. Yeah. They tried to find a trade. They couldn't. You
0: think think they just did it to get that two million dollars back from Foles?
1: No. Well, although, in fairness, that is cap space, too. So it's not like It just, is cap space? It's not yes. just money? Okay. No, it's not just money. So, yeah, I know some people were giving them a hard time about that, but, I mean, you're not yeah. just going to give you away $2 million do dollars yeah, yeah. in cap space. And, and, listen, Nick Foles has gotten fairly compensated. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's they no They redid he's no his deal here, like. last... Uh, Last off season, they didn't have to do that. Just making a million dollars a win. Yeah, like... I mean, I, I think he'll be okay. I think, <laughs> I think Nick, they, they did not. They, so I don't have an issue with what the. I think the Eagles did it exactly what they should have totally. done. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, you try to get something for him if you can. A third rounder this year is better than a third rounder next year. They were not able to do that, and then so you say, all right, we're going to end the charade. He's a free agent. Uh, thank you for you know bringing us a Super Bowl, and good luck at your next stop. So the Eagles didn't do anything wrong, and in fairness, I was re-listening to uh, the Howie Roseman interview for the piece we'll Post on The Athletic Philadelphia soon, and he didn't really play off the fact. I didn't
0: feel like he you're was... You're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that was more of an outside Yeah, thing. that was yes. more of a media thing. He wasn't like, oh, we did Foles this big favor, which some teams do. And I, you know, I asked, were there trade conversations, and he said he, he didn't really want to get into that, but you know, it's obvious. That that meant, there, yes. and, and then yes. you did a good job asking about... The rules of whether they thought it was fair to—it would have been fair to try to tag and trade, which he didn't want to get into.
1: But he made it, yeah, because it was. I think Pro Football Talk was the first on this, which it is. It's this weird sort of thing with the franchise tag where it says like, I forget what the language. I think maybe in good good faith that you're assigning the franchise tag to keep the player, not to trade the player. But then you look at history. And teams have just tagged the player and then traded him. So it was kind of unclear whether they would have been allowed to do that. But I thought Roseman was listening to that too. He said like our interpretation was... He indicated that they would have been able to do that if they uh, found a trade partner. So uh, Foles is on his way. I think the Eagles handled it fine. This is the right decision. Um, And now we'll see where he lands. I think Jacksonville again is the overwhelming favorite. Although we'll see now that he is officially going to be a free agent. Maybe another team says, hey, you know, they're definitely we don't have to give anything else up for him. Let's at least make a call and um see if we could be one of the teams interested.
0: Staying at the quarterback position, this was the first we've heard from both of those guys since the Carson Wentz Philly Voice story. Uh I didn't think that this was, you know, particularly that no- newsworthy. Of course they're gonna they're gonna back their guy and uh, you did a good job asking Doug about uh, you know Carson's influence on the offense, how he wants to ha- he wants to have a say in, in play calling and stuff like that. But you know this is their franchise quarterback. They're not going to uh, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, this guy he's a real he's a real pill in the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> we gotta we gotta figure this out.
1: Yeah, Howie Roseman made the point that some free agents have come to Philadelphia wanting to. Wallace play like said
0: when? that last year. I think Alshon Jeffrey kind of yeah. said that,
1: right? We weren't we weren't here for that, but um, so he made that point. I think Peterson. His tone and message was a lot like Carson Wentz's, I thought, where he said he didn't downplay it and say, hey, everyone loves Carson Wentz and you know he's perfect and this is all nonsense. He said, you have to continue to work on those relationships in the locker room. You're not going to be best friends with everybody, and that's okay. And this is the message of the offseason, and this is what we need to watch with Carson Wentz next year, is that uh, how is this going? Does he have everyone's uh, respect? Does everyone feel like, does everyone back back the guy, basically? Um, and so that's the point that Doug Peterson made. And then in terms of having the, the stubbornness factor or the arguments, if you want to call it that, with the coaching staff, you know Peterson said, again, what Frank Reich said in 2017, which is that this is really a strength. Uh, this is a, a good thing, not a bad thing, that Carson Wentz has these opinions, and we don't always do what he says, but it's good to have that. I, I thought he actually articulated that pretty interestingly, where he said, as a play caller, your job is to get inside the head and, like, the eyes of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he believes that that communication from Wentz is uh, is healthy and, um, and helps him do his job better. You know, I'm
0: sure there are times when he wants to be like, shut up, we got this, but overall, I think it's fine. I thought the Nate Sudfeld thing was a little bit interesting. Uh, Doug Peterson, they sort of didn't give him – both Howie and Doug didn't really give him, like, the full commitment as as the number two. Doug said, you know, they both said they like him, they, they like what he's done, uh, but Doug said, you know, we, we're not in the business of, of giving out jobs. You know, we, we want him to compete for that number two job. Now, Sudfeld is a restricted free agent, but they're not really incentivized to downplay Sudfeld at this point. It would make more sense if, I think, at least, if they were like, oh, yeah, he's our guy, because then there's, you know, if if you weren't, Trying to, if you were trying to bring in a veteran backup, you could then you can ha, you have the bargaining position of saying, well, we don't need a, a backup. We have a guy we think is number two. They were talking about like very uh, minor issues here, but I, I thought it was interesting that they didn't come out full force with him, and and so it makes me think that they will bring somebody in.
1: Could there be a scenario where they? Would trade Nate trade Nate Sudfeld? Would he have any trade value? And you, but if that were the case, then they would,
0: wouldn't they have then been building him up him even up? more?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was frankly tired of people asking
0: about. There Nate were Sudfeld. a little bit. There were two. I was interested at some. With of all the due answers, respect, but then there were too many questions about it. I thought. Yeah, I, had, I so
1: I had like, some doubt say. at that point. I
0: thought it was a little bit interesting. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Could you bring in a I don't could, know. So what, you what is your like, reasoning? Uh, what is your what is this ulterior motive? Maybe they don't, they don't love him as much as we thought they did. Okay. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. They could bring somebody else in. You mean like a Trevor Simeon? Oh, look at you. Huh. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, sure. why not? I got I mean we we've seen how important that backup position is. We got a quarterback who Well that's true. He hasn't really proven he can stay healthy. That's not a bad point.
1: Yeah. If you I, I have no issue if you see somebody else that you feel like uh can compete with him? I mean, that's probably the, that's be probably the way that,
0: we, that, that I should have phrased that question. Was, okay. You saw the importance of the backup quarterback with Nick Foles. Whether he's coming back or not, you have a quarterback who you know, has sometimes not been able to stay on the field. How important do you think that position is? Maybe they will make a surprise move. That would have been a better, a better question than you know, what do you think of Nate Sudfeld.
1: Not that that's what I asked. but You never know. If there's a guy out there who they think, hey, this guy...
0: Has a better chance. I like to.
1: Simeon. You like Simeon? Not really, no. As a
0: backup. I like him. He's a backup. I don't know. He's fine. Tell me. Well, I'm going to pull up the uh, backup quarterback. Oh, God. Really? Why? we got three minutes to kill. <laughs> we do? Uh, Tyrod Taylor. I wait, think... why do we have three minutes to kill? I'm just saying. I'm, oh, We don't okay. really have that. I thought
1: something was happening in three minutes that I didn't, like someone was going <laughs> to But burst. we are going like, to miss Jeff. Dave J- Gettleman was going to burst through the <laughs> door. Wait
0: we are going to miss uh jeopardy we're going to have to watch on your DVR okay. what if what this jeopardy tournament has been so fun i'm excited to talk about it it's like and it's like you know answering like if you're like a basketball fan like oh who would win between like you know lebron james kobe bryant and michael jordan but you know you can actually answer these questions on on jeopardy these guys are all still still around
1: it's fantastic well we'll talk about it more tomorrow but i feel like brads last performance that's like you know mm. lebron going like four for 18 but his team still winning yeah and it's like oh got, boy yeah, that's right. we can't beat him when lebron's right. going four for 18 and that was my read on it but i like you know, that we'll that's get, good we'll get more
0: to it all right tyrod taylor fitzpatrick
1: cleveland's better snatch up fitzpatrick
0: i liked freddie kitchens today were you, were you they say, who they have drew stanton
1: Oh, Is yeah, they were talking him. He was up.
0: talking about Stanton. I liked Freddie
1: Kitchens today. Were You You know did? That? Yeah. You don't like him?
0: Yeah, it was fine. He's got
1: that, that southern drawl. Yeah. He seems, uh, and he was talking about, like, he, he wasn't like, uh, need guys who love football. He was like, you need balanced guys. And he was talking about, like, his coaching staff, and it was kind of like the Arians message.
0: Yeah. Well, he he did come from Arians, there right? You go. Yeah, finally. Some I of he was talking about throwing the ball downfield at every opportunity. I like that. Yeah. That's fun.
1: Aaron. And what did Aaron say? If, if a coach uh, misses a recital or sporting event, he's, he's fired. fired. Yeah, I love that. Finally. Yeah. Some coaches with some sense here. Yeah. There was, I feel like there is a pretty big uh, division between the football guys and maybe some of them who are uh, acting like normal human beings.
0: Well, yeah, well, I'd like to see some of the normal human beings win. I guess you know Doug Peterson is a little bit tilted that way. What do you think? No, I would say. You think he's a football guy. Uh,
1: I would say he's either in the middle or more of a football guy.
0: Okay. I asked oh, him last year. I guys.
1: asked him last year at the owners' meetings about you know, kind of the same topic, and <laughs> he did not give an answer. Okay. It. It's like well during the season, <laughs> not, You can't see your film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not not those exact words, but something like that. Okay. Okay. We don't need to go through. These All right. So that was we got Foles. We got. Uh, Sudfeld, we got Wentz. What else we
0: got? we want to just go around the positions. So you got running back. Uh, sounds like, I mean, well, we can do Sproles and Peters in conjunction with each other, the two old guys. And Doug sort of said they lumped them together and said they're both in sort of a position where if they want to come back, we'll bring them back. Howie, I think, is a little bit more tepid on Sproles. And we, we have said in the past that we think that that was more of a Howie yeah. doing a favor for Doug last year.
1: Although we did say... I don't know anybody who, who wouldn't, wouldn't want Darren Sproles. I mean, right. Obviously, this, everything said here is lies, usually. Yeah, it's
0: just lie, <laughs> lie, lie. Like,
1: I don't understand this narrative, though, that like Darren Sproles gave them this big boost. He averaged 3.2 yards per carry. I mean, he did some stuff in the passing I game. I think
0: that's the only thing, is that he, he gave he them an the, element in the receiving I game. I mean, he
1: missed 10 of 16 games. Like, what makes well, you yeah, think you're going to... of course. Gonna, yeah, so well, I don't understand. Why would you bring him back?
0: I wouldn't. Okay, I'm mad. You know, i I didn't know how I you mean, felt you know, about they it. They think he's good in the locker room, and they and so give me a break with that stuff already. I think I think it's uh, I think it's like last year. If you don't come out of the draft with a running back, then like that You okay, right. can bring him back. But fine. my
1: gosh, if they strike out everywhere, that yeah. would be very concerning. If they don't well, come out of the draft. Or what free if agency? they
0: here, like here's say they sign a veteran running back who is more of a. Between the tackles okay. guy, uh, Latavius Murray, or something like that. I mean, well, I'm not that does not excite that me. That would not be exciting um, at all. <laughs> or, or even Mark Ingram, who who can contribute to the passing game, but not as much. Then you don't draft somebody. Then, you know, do you bring Sprills back as your third, fourth running back? I and, think and Mark Ingram on guy. a
1: one year deal might be my like, I That's mean, that right.
0: obviously depends on the money, but yeah. Uh, I think that would be a nice move for them. Everybody, like, if it feels like everybody thinks they're going to sign Tevin Coleman. It's going to be too expensive.
1: I think. Yeah, I think he probably will be. I yeah. mean, he he's young, Latavius versatile. Murray is like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, we'll see what happens with it rolls I uh, think
0: there's a good, I think we're probably underselling the possibility that Ajayi comes back. You think so? Yeah.
1: Maybe. It could be another one that yeah. you just wait. TJ you know. Yeldon? That would be an option. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's Brawls. Uh, and then, you know, they also just talked generally about the running back position, and um, there wasn't anything too, too insightful.
1: They did say what? That we won a Super Bowl with a running back by
0: committee? Yeah, as we've said. So I mean, really. I, I, mean, I think that the focus on the running back position is probably. I think there's a little bit too much consternation in Eagles' land. I think it's very
1: simple. What they're going to do is they're going to sign a mid tier free agent or let, like, let Tevin Coleman sign mm-hmm. and see. What else is left? See what Mark Ingram and, the, and TJ Yeldon, those types of guys. Um, what kind of money they're going to cost. And then sign one of a mid-tier guy and draft somebody.
0: Reminds me of one of the uh, saddest I've ever felt for a, a professional athlete. was oh. during free agency uh, one year. The Eagles brought in Justin Fargus for a visit. Fargus. And they had him. <laughs> like he gave a press conference. But they didn't sign him. <laughs> he just gave a press conference. What? It's like... Why Very did he give a press conference? Well, they were doing. Oh, he was this, on a visit. They were just doing this thing where uh, the, everyone who came for a visit like did a press conference. Uh, like Justin Fargas has given this press conference. Like they're not signing him. I don't recall this. I don't even know if he ever played again.
1: Okay.
0: Well, that's all. There you go. Um, offensive line. Peters sounds like he's coming back.
1: Sounds like he's coming back. Whether it will be at his current, contract. I think that
0: he should. I think that. Uh, I am not one for bringing back the old guys. Yeah. But I think they don't have a better solution. And he was probably a little bit better than we give him credit for last year because he was. it seemed like he was missing so much time. Yeah, I mean, this is... I don't think they have a better option.
1: Well, that's the thing. We sort of have to trust what they see behind the scenes with Vitae and even Mylata. I guess, you know? Right,
0: and how he threw in prior today, which I thought was interesting. Threw in prior but.
1: today. Um, so if they felt like one of those guys was ready,
0: I, I, I still don't know. I mean, $13 million Yeah, I mean, maybe they can get a restructure. I, he's turned that down in the past. Is... Vitae is sort of the wild
1: card there. I feel like if he had played better last year, maybe they would have be feel more uh, comfortable with it. I don't know. But, yeah, they, they did sort of – Doug Peterson said he would like Jason Peters back if Peters wants to come back. Uh, Howie Roseman said the rules don't, all the ru- general rules don't apply to uh, Jason Peters because he's such a different type of player. So we'll see what happens. They have the, you know, I wrote in the piece with Joe Banner, they have until March 13th, the first day of the league year. Either they have to exercise his option for 2019 or come to terms on a restructure. So it's he's not yet under contract. For 2019, if they take no action, he becomes a free agent
0: on uh, March 13th. So we will have a solution. So that, that makes in a couple it, weeks. That makes me think he's—they're just going to exercise his option. Maybe because he's—he sort of has the bar, the leverage, right? I mean, if he le- wants to come back and they want him back, he has the leverage. I think so, unless. And I, and I did pose that
1: question to Banner, and he sort of made the he often makes the point that it actually is not always about money with these guys, and there are a lot of times where there are these other factors, and he was making the point that does Peters at 37 want to go to another city, play for
0: another team? Yeah, but I think he room. could call their bluff.
1: Yeah, he could. he definitely could, yeah yeah, if I were him, I would probably say, there's really no harm in saying no to a restructure right. You know, then if they say, if, if you're going to force them to say, all right, then you're out of here, well, then you can say, all right, well, let's right. talk about the restructuring Right, right exactly. So I'm sure there will be some of that going on.
0: Um, wide receiver? The, Doug sort of downplayed the need for speed, which I thought was a little bit interesting. That wasn't
1: just at wide, yeah, that was, that was overall at, with the at, offense. Right,
0: overall with the offense. But he also did give a, uh, a stirring defense of, of Nelson Aguilar. He really did, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I, was good because I had asked Howie about him, and it was it was okay, Yeah. and then you followed up with, with Doug, which was good, and then that, that got a good response. By the way,
1: that's the first time I've been at a Eagles press conference where there's one question left. And you got it? No, oh, and, and there's and, actually like a moment of silence. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're I right. wasn't going to force that bad boy And right. If somebody else had a better question, yeah. it was all theirs. No one said anything. I'm like, well... This we
0: never let them get away with like one right, fewer question. Right. So I'll, I'll throw this at That was a one. good one. Now, what did you make of Howie coming at me for asking a lot of questions? <laughs> he said you lead the league and questions asked. And I said that was a bow football focused stat. Yeah, I don't know. How- I didn't think I was asking that many questions, but let me listen. I was I was standing up there forty five minutes early, working my way to the front, just so I could be prepared for this. You didn't need podium. to do that. I went 45 seconds yeah, I know, before, let the I Browns would, uh, people come back, and then snuck well, I'm right next to I still there. I still got the prime spot. I wasn't going to waste my opportunity. It's true. Throw away my shot. I,
1: I, no, I didn't think. I mean, there are times when somebody tries to dominate the press conference, and I roll my eyes and I'm shot. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, think, I didn't so. think that was you. Yeah. Me neither. I think, like, you had a follow up, maybe. So that added to your total. Did you have a follow up? At some point, probably. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was fine. Howie, you know,
0: Howie was very. Uh, He's very much in his element here. Yes. This is, that's, like, that's this is what I
1: was looking for.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's enjoying himself. Absolutely. Um, what were we talking about? Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson was just like, he actually was like, oh, man, I love that guy. Yeah. I think that's how he started his response. Um, and so, and it was interesting. He said that the Golden Tate trade, he's like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that didn't affect his Aguilar. play last season, right. which was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that was just a mistake through and through you know it screwed aguilar you didn't get anything from tate you didn't play 12 personnel enough all that so yeah that was a complete disaster but anyway banner is the one who suggested that he didn't think they would bring back aguilar at his current number at 9.3 million i don't think it's a crazy number when you look at the wide receiver market how many snaps he plays his production i mean doug baldwin when he signed his latest deal, was probably the best slot receiver in the NFL, and I think he got like 11 million. So I don't think it's crazy, and it also gives you the flexibility. Like you don't have to do anything; you just he plays on the nine million, mm-hmm. and then you would get a comp pick if he leaves after next season. Now, if they do, if Peterson, what he said is felt within the organization, then you could look to extend Nelson. I that's what I,
0: that's sort of what you think it seems. going to do that, yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's a way to do it where it also creates creates cap space, right? Yes. So I could see that. Maybe, yeah, yeah.
1: The, you know, then you have to get to a number where Aguilor and his agent say, "All right, we will do this deal," rather than hit free agency and test the market uh, next off season. But uh, it doesn't sound like Nelson Aguilar is going anywhere. Sorry, one sec. Okay. Uh, the speed thing is interesting. You know, I feel very strongly that they do need to add speed offensively. They sort of have built this offense with a bunch of big bodies and Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Goddard is, uh, you know, more athletic than the other two, but whether it's at running back, wide receiver, I feel like they do need a speed slash athletic element to this offense. So, Peterson sort of downplayed that, you know, it was weird. He was like, "We didn't have a speed guy, but we won the Super Bowl." And it's like, well, I mean, he wasn't very good, but you did have. You didn't have a guy, right? Like that was his Wallace. So, I still feel like they are going. You know, let's see what their actions are. I still feel like they're probably going to look to add a fast wide receiver on the other side of Alshon Jeffrey. Who's the bargain bin? J.J. Nelson, your boy. That's the bargain
0: bin. Mm, J.J. Nelson. John, John Brown, Brown is probably bit, the yeah. dream.
1: I was watch. I watched Tyrell all of Williams. John Brown's targets. Uh, Did you? Uh, for the top 53 agents. Look at piece. you doing work. That guy can play, like. I can move. If you, if you were an Eagles fan, I feel like you should be very excited if they sign John Brown. I don't. Th- I think he's going to get a nice contract. How about Tyrell Williams? Tyrell Williams is going to be the top paid receiver. You think so? Yeah, he's going to get crazy money. I think. He's going to be the one where you're like, what the hell? Tyrell Williams got whatever, $12 million you know what or I something. what I
0: did at some point to waste some time? I went through your top 50 free agents and NFL.com's top 100 free agents. Okay, and? And wanted to see where the biggest differences oh, were. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You got it for me? Yeah, let okay. me pull it up. Okay. <coughs> I, I
1: posted mine first, just for the record. You did. <coughs> Okay, Bo, the cough is still off-season, but he's still going strong with the cough. That's not, that's like I got something in my throat cough, I need some water Mm -hmm. cough,
0: hold on. Do you want me to grab you a water? I have an extra bottle. Uh, That would be fantastic, actually. Let it never be said. Yeah, this is the the nicest thing you've ever done for me. That's not true. It won't happen again. (laughs) All right. Here we go, setting this up. Yeah, they, it's always fun when I was when I was doing this, and there were a couple ones in like the 30s or the 40s that you had the exact same ranking on. That was oh, so they copied my list. All right, let's now see. be careful. This is one of these bottles of
1: water where you open it, and, it and it's sort got of like more pops up. Okay. It's very hard to open this without spilling. I find
0: all right. Uh, the biggest difference was they didn't have Trey Boston, but of the guys they actually ranked in their top 50, uh, there is one player who. I'll give you the He's two. hiding
1: his screen from me now.
0: Three players. I guess this has to turn into a game. Three players. Yeah, two can you name. Hmm? The three players who NFL.com, uh, Greg Rosenthal, and Chris Westling ranked higher. Well, I, like, I
1: like both those guys. Absolutely.
0: The uh, they've got the BWF stamp of approval. Uh, ranked the the... The biggest difference in their ranking versus yours, they were higher on than you were. I mean,
1: I think I looked at their list, so okay, we'll See a, if you can kind remember, of cheating. See if you can remember. They had much higher than I did? Is that
0: what yes. you're saying? <clears throat> uh, let me One see. of them is a f- player you once covered. Earl Thomas? No. No. K.J. Wright? Correct. Okay. They had him at 13, you had him at 34. Okay. Why do you hate K.J. Wright? When he's 30
1: years old and <laughs> an outside linebacker and a 4-3.
0: I, I really like K.J. Wright, okay. actually. Uh guy we just talked about. Who we think is going to get overpaid, I guess. Tyrell Williams. No, Tevin Coleman. Oh. They had him at 22. You had him at 43. 22 is too high, I think. Mm. Who knows?
1: I mean, he has not been like a, I mean, he's been fine. Has is, is anyone... Yeah. Uh, I mean, he got a chance last year to play more, and I didn't see him... Oh, nice job. Nice, nice job opening that bottle of water. Uh, I did not see him, like, lighting it up. Yeah, me neither. By the way, on my, awesome. li- on my list now... Most likely, Nick Foles will be the. Now, I did mine when I had like a tiebreaker. It was mostly who's going to get the bigger contract. Okay, that's it. Wasn't just like which okay. player do I like more? Yeah. So I if you look at a bit, my top fifty, bit by, philosophically. Yeah, yeah annual, um, you know, annual pay, average annual, what do you, whatever you call that,
0: yeah, value, AV. Yeah, AV. Um, and then the other one is a defensive lineman,
1: who they had much higher than me. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Ashelson Richardson. That's correct. When they have
0: him? You had him at 38. They had him at 14. That was the biggest difference.
1: I actually, he, I did watch some of his film as I did this one, and
0: I don't we're know. I'm not impressed. Well, hey, his, hits, was, his hits and sacks were low. They were low. He's
1: had five and a half sacks and nine tackles for loss in the past two seasons. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like a guy who's living. That's not And great. he's going to be
1: on his fourth team in four years. I mean, that... Seems like a guy to me who's living on his rep a little bit.
0: Now, the reverse, the guys who you were higher on than they were. Okay. To, can you name any of those?
1: I was. Uh, was Nick Foles one of them?
0: You could make the case. No, no. You both no. had Foles at. Uh, uh, it was close, wherever. You had him at four. They had him at nine, actually. Um, you could make the case that two of these four players, there's a bit of a uh, Nittany Lion bias out of you. Adrian Amos? Correct. You had him at 14. They had him at 41. I like Adrian Amos. I really like this guy. Yeah, I like him too.
1: I mean, yeah. I feel like... I don't know what the Broncos cap situation is, but they should... The yeah. Bears aren't going to sign him. He should go play for Fangio. hmm Okay. The other one, there's a Nittany Line bias. Mm-hmm. Who, is, who would this be? Hmm.
0: Uh the other one Donovan Smith. Correct.
1: Well that's another one that's by you're going he's going to get paid. Yeah, you yeah, have him 11, I, they have him 39. Think, yeah.
0: You don't you don't think he's that good. You no, I wrote it, I get. think
1: in the write up I say okay. he's probably like a mediocre to maybe slightly above average left tackle, but the market is terrible. I don't think he's ever missed a game. He's got like, you know, 4
0: years of starting mm-hmm. experience. I don't know. I think that's fair. Some of
1: these positions it's I think like they're if you're just going to pay him to
0: keep him. Right. And it's going to be expensive.
1: Like KJ Wright is better <laughs> at football than Donovan Smith. Right, but Donovan Smith will get paid more than KJ Wright.
0: Right, so. uh, and then Tyrell Williams is the other one. Although the biggest difference was uh, Stephen Nelson. Mm. Who you had at thirty five, and they had at eighty five. Mm, interesting. So they're not Stephen Nelson fans.
1: That cornerback market—it's like Bradley. It's like Darby, Bradley, Roby, Steven Nelson. Those are. It is a not a great group.
0: No, it's not. Okay. okay. I think that's about it for the offense that they, Howie and Doug talked about today. Yeah. Defense, they didn't even really, uh, there were actually surprisingly no real Brandon Grant. I was thinking
1: that. That's a bad job by us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess it seemed so obvious, and there had been, people had already written about it, so they didn't follow up on it. But uh, the Hicks thing was interesting a little bit. I asked if, um, you know, Nigel Bradham's ability to step in for Hicks over the past two seasons colors their willingness. To bring him back, and and how he said he thinks they're probably uh, separate things; they're mutually exclusive. But I don't really believe that. No, I mean, that's it makes no sense say.
1: that they would be mutually. But he
0: exclusive. said, you know, they the, the, they don't they're not in the business of getting rid of good players, but they have to have a walkaway number, and they have to. We're not in the business
1: out. of getting rid of good players, but we don't believe Jordan Hicks is a good. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, I think they will. I think if Jordan Hicks <laughs> finds an incredibly soft market, yeah. they're willing to bring him back. Oh, but,
1: by the way, uh, the NFL.com guys had Jordan Hicks very high.
0: I saw that. I thought that was crazy. Let me see where that let me see where they had him. They Hicks. had him like top I thought they thirty, had him, I, I think. I thought they had him too high.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, they had him top. They had, they had him twenty eight, you had him forty eight.
1: Yeah, he almost did not make it. I was running out of name, so I put him in there. But I don't know; he's okay. I he's think fine. Just starting caliber middle linebacker, way yeah. healthy. I guess. <clears throat> yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know that I would even say he's a difference making. I mean, is he above average? Probably slightly above average.
0: I like Jordan Hicks. Okay. He's had one good season in four years. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, you
1: know, I was thinking of asking the Brandon Graham question, but anytime it's like a contract, you, have to, yeah. a you have to ask it. Tricky, you have to ask it. So a, it was yeah. almost going to be like, um, you know, what has he meant to this? Uh, you know, how do you view? Right, it was a it was a tricky one to ask because you can't just say, "Are you looking to bring Brandon Graham back?" Because then they don't answer right. those. So see what
0: happens. That's true. Um, and then I think that's about it for the football stuff. Then we had a couple staff change things, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, coaching staff, the Eagles announced on Monday the changes to the staff. Gunter Brewer is gone. Chris Wilson's gone. Uh, replacing them are the two guys who were their assistant coaches at those positions in 2018. Philip Daniels at defensive line and Carson Walsh, which is like they, they they had to add a guy whose name sounds so much like Carson Wentz. That's, I mean, that's it's just A little mean. confusing, yeah. um, Carson Waltz joined the team last year. I don't know. uh, Tell me if you agree with this. My sense is that Philip Daniels sort of forced their hand. They think that he is a bit of a rising star as a coach. He's been there for three years. They think it's uh, it's about time for him to be um, a position coach, and they sort of let Chris Wilson go because they feel so strongly about Philip Daniels, whereas... You know, we have talked about we
1: knew in week three like, Brewer was not Brewer was better. going to
0: be gone, yeah. and Carson Waltz is the guy who was here, and sort of it's an easy transition. I, I feel like I feel like that that one their hand was forced a little bit, and uh, Daniels sort of forced their hand.
1: I hadn't thought about it that way, but as you articulate it, I agree with you. Just, I think that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yes.
0: So Walsh is the fourth wide receivers coach in four years for Doug Peterson. Mm. He's got got a low bar to clear. Uh, I I know that's right. Yeah. If he lasts more than one year, he'll be the the longest tenured guy. Yeah. Um, Doug. uh,
1: I'm looking at my notes here. One thing, you know, they were asked a, a lot about comp picks, I feel. Yeah. This is kind of interesting because if you're looking to acquire talent, I mean, I guess it, Depends what you give up in a trade, but would a trade be a more likely avenue? It's kind of weird because then you
0: you're might giving, be giving up a draft pick, right. so that's right. probably not the case. You know this thing that I hate that I hate that is always brought up, and how he said it today is like, well, you know, you know, the draft is a crapshoot. You know, the, the the success rate of a fourth round pick is you know getting a starter is twenty percent, but like you know, you got a chance to add a guy who you know can can play in this league. Like you know, yeah, that's worth giving. Is, is that worth giving up? It's like. You can't just keep, can't just keep mortgaging the future that way. That's not right. Really, and there are other really factors. How are there's built, how much like, the guy's
1: getting paid versus yeah. this guy, uh, age, yeah, it's you know, upside. Thing. Maybe you get a great player. Yeah. Uh, but with the comp picks, one thing that Howie Roseman did say, you know, he was kind of asked about: Will this kind of limit you in signing people? Because you've
0: got you know folds. You want to protect that yeah. third.
1: But he was like, we have so many... Even if we keep some of our guys, we have so many guys leaving, he's like, we're going to get... He felt pretty confident that we're going to get comp picks even if
0: we sign some guys. Well, Foles, Tate, Hicks, Darby, maybe Graham. Maybe Ajayi. Maybe Ajayi. It's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys. Yeah. So. Anybody else? Probably. Yeah. Corey Graham.
1: If they decline the option on Peters, that would count, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think if you decline so. Decline the
1: option. Yeah. That, that's why they're structuring these deals yeah. this way. With <laughs> these op, yeah. Well, how does it work with Angolor
0: if they were to? That's a good question.
1: I think that I think that would count.
0: You think so? Not a hundred percent. Yeah. But that's yeah. That's a good point. There's a lot of guys. Actually,
1: no, because they've already exercised the option. Right, so then they'll be cutting him. him. Right. Yeah. So no, that would not count. <clears throat> okay.
0: Okay. All right. Um, and then the front office, the Eagles also uh, made some changes. They added a guy, oh, I forgot his name. Andrew I, ca- Barry? I can't get this Yeah. Andrew Barry, uh, who comes over from the Browns. And then they also promoted John S- Sullivan.
1: You're That's acting like I pay attention.
0: Uh, so they now have three guys who are technically vice presidents of football operations. In those two <clears throat> and Alec Hallaby, uh, so there's a bit, but there's a bit of palace intrigue there. But you know, Howie how he wasn't going to give us much of a peek behind the curtain, but he just said, uh, you know, it's like adding good players to a football team. Anytime you can add somebody who, who brings, uh was good at their job, you know, like, you take that opportunity. I don't know.
1: Well, Barry has an analytics background, also, right? Yeah, I, like think, he's, I think he's
0: pro analytics.
1: Okay, so.
0: My guess is that like the analytics department is still probably under Halliby's purview. But the things that Howie was talking about with Andrew Barry so like that he just video, mentioned, so yeah. like video, he me a bunch of and, random stuff. Yeah, like I hope that guy knows stuff around the building. Like it was very weird. Yeah, it was kind it of was weird. Seemed like they had no idea what he. Yeah, it's was like doing. they. It's like they signed this this guy, and then now <laughs> they got to find something for him to do. Yeah. So we'll see. Who knows? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's was about it, right? I think so. Okay. Any other um, impressions from other league-wide people that you sat in on? Oh, you're busting out the notebook. I
1: mean, I don't have anything wow, written down great this. here. This is
0: the most prepared you've ever been for a podcast.
1: Uh, Doug Marone was quick to say that, like, uh, you know, he was asked about John D. Filippo bringing his offense in. He's like. He's not bringing his offense in. we'll no. I mean, he didn't sounds say it like, like this. Sounds like another healthy. <laughs> it sounds like another healthy situation. He didn't say it like this, but he was basically like, you know, it's going to be a collaborative effort, and we'll all, which is the way you should do it. But it was kind of interesting. I, I think he wanted to disrupt that narrative a little bit. That all of a sudden, this offensive coach is coming in and is just going to take over the entire offense and uh, do whatever he wants. You know, so, poor that Flip is
0: going to be like, yeah, you know, like offensive coordinator, at, like. Memphis in three years or something like that. <laughs> Two years. Let's see. What else?
1: I found Dave Gettleman very entertaining. I know you did.
0: You're back on board.
1: I mean, I was going to leave to get a bottle of water, and he just like started yelling at a reporter. You know, like I don't even know what he was saying, but I had to stay because I was entertaining. He probably didn't know either. A lot of energy from that guy. I think that team is just like... A disaster It's a total disaster I mean You got this in So they're bringing Eli back I guess that was a bit of news It sounds like They're bringing Eli back
0: uh, If I put their over under At uh, four and a half wins you take any under
1: no, because they won like, five last yeah, year, okay. right? So yeah,
0: they can win five. Oh, look at you! You're the high man. <laughs> no, nice, try. <laughs> nice try,
1: nice <laughs> try. I don't
0: think so. Giants backers Sil Capadia <laughs> yeah, in right. 2019.
1: Uh, but the tables I mean, have turned. I mean, they just have they're they're just like on a road to nowhere. That yeah, team total road to I nowhere. I mean, Landon Collins. They might just let him leave without yeah, oh doing anything. Uh, you know, let's see if they trade Odell Beckham. It seems like that's not going to shock anybody. I don't know. It seems like well, they came bust, out
0: strong and said we didn't sign him to trade him. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, no.
1: That doesn't mean you're not going to trade him. Um, so that's, I mean, they just have, like, nothing going for them. Offensive did line is good. you see isn't what Matt good, Patricia was wearing? Good. Yeah, what was that?
0: Oh, my God. It looked like he was about to, like, bust out some poetry or something like that. That would have been fun. Oof. I would have
1: moved to his podium if he did that. I don't that. know about that. Uh, I thought the Packers knew GM. they. Kutukunst. Yeah, I thought he was. I kind of liked okay, him.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. He didn't seem like a jerker. And it's yeah. like I go up there, and it's like, does this guy seem like a complete jerk? Or not, right. Really. I mean, there are some of them who seem like normal human beings, and others who just seem like they uh, are witty, would love to leap across the podium and strangle the yeah. people asking the questions. And so I don't think he was in that group. His I was disappointed.
0: I thought Cliff Kingsbury was was not so handsome up close.
1: I saw your tweet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought he see. I thought he yeah, looked like. What do you think of his outfit? He had a very stylish jacket and like a Henley underneath.
0: It looked like he was wearing like like long John underwear underneath. No, and those Henleys like... are like
1: uh, the cool guys wear the Henleys. He's nice. That guy's a, he's a joke. I'm just telling you. I don't wear the Henleys, but the cool guys wear the Henleys. I'm trying to think
0: of who, who the most attractive oh, gosh. head coaches are.
1: Okay, while you do that.
0: We didn't a see quick Frank. look down here. We weren't
1: there for Frank Reich,
0: unfortunately. We weren't there for Frank Reich. We had to write.
1: Eric, da- I think John
0: Harbaugh is a good-looking dude. Yeah,
1: I would agree with that. Eric DeCosta, the Ravens GM, has a very uh, thick New England accent. Did you hear him? Guy taking over for Ozzy I did, Newsom. I did.
0: Yeah. yeah, he was saying some stuff that I thought was oof, that does not make me feel good about the future oh, really? of the Ravens. Yeah, hmm. he dropped a grit and a growth mindset. Did he? Yeah. You, you think Kyle Shanahan's attractive? He's not my type.
1: Well, he's in the, like, McVeigh... Right. Kingsbury
0: group. Right. Just looking here. I think Anthony Lynn's a good-looking dude. Okay. Frank. Frank's number one. I mean, obviously. Frank's number one, I think. And... Yeah, I think I'm going. I'm, I think I'm going. Frank Reich one, John Harbaugh two, and Anthony Lynn three.
1: Okay. I would have to give it a lot more thought, and I'm not. I'm not prepared to answer this.
0: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we will be back tomorrow.
1: Are we going to do tomorrow and Friday? Sure. Why not? Well, we have a little athletic cocktail reception at five on Friday, so we can't do it after that.
0: Mm, or we, can, or we do it very late night. Mm. Mm.
1: The night may never end on Friday.
0: That's right. But we have a thing during the day, don't we? In the morning. Oh, it's we've got a we've got we an have afternoon. a window between twelve and five. Okay. All right. So we'll do a th- uh, Thursday and a Friday.
1: Um, what else are we gonna do?
0: Yeah, I know that's right. Go to the steak and shake. Hmm. The... Uh, I don't want
1: to hear about St. Elmo's anymore, by the way.
0: I've never been.
1: Good. Boycott it. Okay. If one more person says shrimp cocktail to me. <laughs> my head's going to explode.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I want, uh, It's, it's going to be more work for me if your head explodes. Okay. That's true. All right, so tomorrow we will talk um, Jeopardy. <laughs> Maybe we can dip our toe into... Uh, it's draft conversation since we are at the combine after all.
1: Yeah, I have about we <clears> do this? I've, I'm gonna I'll finish going through. Uh, I'm going through Daniel Jeremiah's top 50, and Dane Brugler on the Athletic has some tremendous uh, yes
0: draft content. Do but, check it, out. I feel like
1: between those two and the Fran man, I really don't need any to hear anybody else's opinion.
0: I agree with that. I think that's a nice. You Did know, you read my Howie Roseman thing the other day? No, I haven't read. Yeah, it. I figured you didn't read it. Yeah, should I read it? Mm, you yeah, don't, you don't have that? to, but. Okay. We haven't talked about uh, we haven't <laughs> talked about Prism or Jason Peters those stories that dropped last week. Mm, subscribe go read to them. The Athletic. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I will go through that so I was going through that and I was trying to identify some names that maybe the Eagles could take in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done a ton of draft prep. I, I did do a lot of free agent prep for that piece. Yeah, this
0: is like this is the beginning of I mean for us I enjoy the draft process, yeah. but for me I'm not going to waste my time on until I know the uh, athletic profiles. I like to have the data. Yeah, I like to.
1: So I will. uh, I will go through. Maybe I'll pick out um, five guys and I'll ask you about them because I feel like you have uh, some opinions on these guys. You're going to make
0: me the the
1: expert here. You're the friend. Mm -hmm. I mean. Okay. Maybe I'll give them to you early in the day, and then you can ask Fran what he thinks of them, and That's then smart. you can just repeat it as your own opinion. I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to go on the record now as saying my water gun to the head prediction. <laughs> oh, for most likeliest outcome.
1: Oh, baby, this is exciting. Okay, this
0: is—it's you know, not. I don't think it's—it's a. It's, uh, you know, there's a million things that could happen in the first round. we not talking it. We're just talking plurality me. here. I think it's like a fifteen percent chance. Okay, but I think I think water gun to my head. We got uh, if if Ed Oliver or Christian Wilkins falls to the mid to late teens, I see Howie Roseman moving up, trading one of his second round picks to take one of those defensive tackles.
1: Interesting.
0: That's what I think. That's how I think he would like the draft to unfold. Okay. Very <clears throat> good. Yeah. Okay. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back tomorrow and Friday. Congratulations again to Coach Flynn. Did you want to – should we do the other thing tomorrow? Okay. Uh, That will do it for this episode. And as always, thanks for listening, and we love you.